Welcome to the Lion's Den University Report. This program brings you a behind-the-scenes look at the spiritual life on today's university and college campuses. Now here's your host, Glenn Bailey. One of the uh, great concerns of people in churches today is uh, what, what, what about the next generation? I think that's always been a concern, but in particular we wonder as we hear the statistics that uh, young people who may have been attending churches uh, in their growing up years, uh, many of them are uh, leaving the church when they get off to college. And one of the great issues that uh, is used to undermine faith of young people is the issue of origins. Uh, is evolution true? Are we here as a result of uh, billions of years of accidents that uh, brought about the human life and uh, all that we see around us? Or are we a special creation of a loving God who made us in his image? And of course, here at the Lion's Den University Report, uh, we believe Jesus Christ is the creator and the savior of the world, that uh, Jesus is God entering human history uh, to die for our sins and rise again. And he has unique credentials, uh, more credentials, I even say, to uh, agnostic or atheist professors that I uh, speak with on occasions, uh, that uh, they still have to uh, put at the top of their technical journals and the top of the local newspaper and the, on their check the year 2017. And nothing like that will ever happen for their career. Uh, but uh, Jesus Christ is someone outstanding who needs to be considered uh, when we consider the great issues and questions of our day. And origins goes right along with that. And so we deal a lot with the question of origins. And uh, today we have a guest who's involved uh, primarily in uh, doing research and in speaking on the subject of uh, creation and how the scientific evidence confirms what we read in the Bible in the first uh, chapters of Genesis. Dr. Rob Carter with the Creation Ministries International out of Powder Springs, Georgia. And uh, Rob, uh, you've been speaking uh, here in State College, which is where we're doing this interview. And uh, you just spoke to a, a breakfast meeting here in the Ramada Inn. And I uh, mentioned that this is where a lot of the visiting football teams stay. And I've had the chance to do some chapel services for visiting teams here in, in the rooms where we've been this morning. Uh, but you've been speaking to a group of people interested in the subject of origins. And uh, what was the topic uh, that you spoke on this morning? Well, this morning was just a historical lesson called What Darwin Didn't Know. And we asked if Darwin were alive today, with all we know about our science and technology, would he uh, develop an evolutionary theory if he wasn't already an evolutionist? Right. And uh, we want to get to that in our conversation together. But first of all, we want to do a little bit of a background check of, of uh, your life. And uh, uh, maybe you could share a little bit about, uh, first of all, your um, uh, history and uh, training and education to prepare you to be a scientist and your work with uh, Creation Ministries International, and then maybe a little bit about your background in the faith as well. All right. Um, I, was, uh, I went to uh, the Georgia Institute of Technology straight out of high school, engineering school, and I ended up with a degree in biology because I just fell in love with biology. Right. Uh, I went and I, I taught high school science for four years, preparing myself for graduate school. And then I went to the University of Miami and got a PhD in coral reef ecology. And, but I ended up in the genetics lab, and I ended up doing some genetic engineering of, of fluorescent proteins uh, coming out of corals and putting them into fish and became a geneticist. And I've been doing genetics since about the year 
1999, probably 1998, maybe, when I started getting into it. So I call myself a geneticist, even though right. my background is in coral reef ecology. Gotcha. And uh, yet, uh, I, I've uh, met you before. We've talked before, and I understand that you know, for people who think education is uh, kind of dull, uh, your PhD, uh, at least for some folks, uh, they look at it as something not uh, attractive. But uh, you did your PhD in marine biology and, and uh, this uh, research on corals and so on. And uh, it, it was, involved it, a lot of diving, I understand. It was a tough life having to go scuba diving <laughs> in the tropics again. No, I loved it. It, right. was, it was great. <laughs> Terrific. And, uh, yeah, of course, uh, you know, even the mathematicians love math and the physicists love physics. But uh, you said, I don't know, you did hundreds of dives uh, off the coast of Florida while you were at University of Miami? Or? Uh, hundreds. I, I lost count after 500. After 500, I, okay. Yeah, five, six, uh, 700, I, I don't know. Right. So, yeah. uh, like being a missionary to Hawaii, you know, it's a tough life. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, we're glad to have you on our program today, and you're with the organization known as Creation Ministries International, mm-hmm. and we've had uh, previous guests, uh, not recently, but uh, uh, Gary uh, Bates, the uh, director and CEO, and also Jonathan Sarfati, who was uh, here in State College last year uh, doing some similar meetings as you're doing. And uh, But tell us and remind our listeners, if they're not familiar with what Creation Ministries International is and how you got involved with them. Well, Creation Ministries International, or CMI, uh, we're a 40-year-old organization. Uh, we currently have offices in seven different countries, and there are probably about 30 different creation speakers on the road. We're going to do about uh, 12 or 1300 uh, events this year, speaking mostly at churches, but sometimes at colleges or Christian schools or uh, different events, but mostly churches. Right. Um, we go all, all over, all different denominations, and we're trying to encourage people that um, the Bible is a trustworthy source of science and history. And what we found is that most Christians want, or a lot of, and I say most, most Christians want to believe it, but they don't know how they can uh, because they have these huge questions about about you know the age of the earth and Adam and Eve and, and evolution and common ancestry and things like that. But what we found is that when Christians have the basic questions of, on these subjects answered, they're much more likely to share their faith with somebody else. Probably because they're not terrified that person might ask them this question that they don't sure. know the answer to. So that's, that's what we are. We, we call ourselves an information ministry. We exist to provide Christians with answers to their questions. Right. That's what we try to do. And up front, let's give the website in case there are people okay. who have questions or may have questions at the end of our program as a, to uh, how very to get imp- resources. It's a very important piece of real estate on the Internet. It's a very hard to remember. Creation.com. Okay, creation.com. Creation.com. Yes, and I've visited it uh, numerous times myself and appreciate that ministry. And uh, But uh, you're also involved in scientific research still, in particular in genetics. And yep. with one of our previous guests, uh, the former evolutionist, uh, former atheist uh, professor from Cornell, uh, Dr. John Sanford. And yep. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your interaction with John and the research that uh, you've been doing, and I think a book coming out, too. Well, when I was in graduate school making these green fluorescent and red fluorescent fish, we used to joke about how easier life would be if we just had $3 million and could buy one of those gene guns, and ha, 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 ha. <laughs> well, little did I know that I was going to meet the inventor of the gene gun and be a guest in his home and co-author on several scientific papers, and I've been working with him for about 12 years now. Right. And we've done some really fun and really amazing things, just brainstorming and coming up with ideas and writing papers. And we've, we've had several papers published, even in secular literature, one on the influenza genome, one on mitochondrial Eve. Uh, our latest paper on the Y chromosome, which I think was powerful, was rejected. 
I think unfairly, but you know that's that's up to the reviewers. And we decided that we weren't going to continue to try to get it published in the secular literature, um, but that we were going to publish it in the uh, next summer's uh, International Conference of Creationism. I'm going to give a presentation on the human Y chromosome and why it doesn't fit evolutionary theory. Right. Okay. And where is next summer's uh, conference on uh, creationism? It'll be, be in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. So uh, people could find that, I'm sure, on the web. And um, you also, uh, uh, in terms of your spiritual life, uh, you came to Christ, was it in college at Georgia Tech or shortly before then? Or I thought I was a Christian before that. I think I would have called, my, called myself a Christian, mm-hmm. but I simply didn't know anything about the Bible. I'd gone to church all my life, but I knew nothing. Um, and I didn't really apply the scripture to my life. I was very surprised, actually, when I met people who said, yeah, we, we do this. Well, yeah, I know the Bible says that, but you don't really do that, do you? Oh no, they did, and um, I think it was, it was, it was actually it was March of my freshman year. I was sitting in church, um, and I was only going to church because I liked this girl, okay. And, and her uncle was a pastor, <laughs> right? Um, and it was like the lights came on, like someone snapped their fingers behind me, told me to wake up, and all of a sudden the Bible became alive, and it wasn't before that, right? So yeah. Tremendous. And I, I was thinking the other day, you know, we talk about how the Bible is the bestseller of all history and the most widely published and translated and printed book in all of history. And even the printing press was developed to print the uh, quantities of Scripture to make it more readily available. Uh, but uh, that means it's also uh, today and this week and this month and this year, it'll be the most widely read book in the world. And so uh, any of our listeners who haven't been reading the Bible, you're missing out on a, a true treasure chest of yes. wisdom and knowledge from God and how to know uh, how to have abundant life here and eternal life yeah. through Jesus Christ, the, the focal point of all of the Old and New Testaments. And so... Uh, uh, you were uh, there at Georgia Tech, though, but something relating to your creation emphasis uh, happened there, and it was also related to a, a f- former guest of our program. I think the only guest we've had from Georgia Tech was uh, Dr. Dewey Hodges. Yeah. And tell us about uh, w- what happened there. Well, it's actually really interesting because I got to interview him uh, for our Creation Magazine, and I got to say, okay, uh, Dr. Hodges, you don't realize what profound influence you had upon me as, like, I think I was a sophomore at Georgia Tech, he had organized a debate on campus as a new professor, as a creationist in the uh, aerospace engineering department. He organized a debate uh, between Dwayne Gish and an evolutionary scientist, and I was there. And that was such a revelatory moment. It's like, wait a minute, this this guy is actually a young Earth creationist, and he's toe to toe with this evolutionist, and it doesn't look like the evolutionist is winning this debate. Right. It was <laughs> shocking. It's like you can actually defend this in public, um, and really that that has such a profound influence on me. I I don't know when exactly it was, but around that time, I said, I want to do this for a living, and I can't believe I get to do this for a living now. Right. It is it's shocking. It's amazing. It, it's humbling. And I get to work work with these people that, I mean, if they were farmers, they were the guys who moved the moved the boulders. I'm just behind the behind the mule, you know, cutting a furrow. Now it's easy farming compared to what they did. Right. And it's, it's like standing on the shoulders of giants. There's some amazing people that came before me in this. And, sure. And of course, Dwayne Gish, who did yeah, that Dwayne debate, Gish, yes. was known as the uh, 
creation bulldog, and we tried to enter, uh, to uh, set up a debate with him here at Penn State a number of years ago when I was a campus minister, and they refused to debate him because they knew he was winning the debate so yeah, they saw him coming. thoroughly. Not that guy. And yeah. uh, they didn't want to give credibility to uh, the position that is the biblical position. Yeah, sadly. And uh, made some foolish comments in the process, but uh, uh, now he's with the Lord, and so there's a new generation rising up, and John Sanford, uh, you know, has been a Christian now maybe 20 years uh, after coming out of atheism and evolutionist uh, professor. And yeah, don't any listeners don't think that the most hard bitten atheist secularist can't come to Christ and then actually believe what the Bible says about origins? Because I now know people all over the world, different universities, different research laboratories, real smart people who eventually got humbled by God in amazing ways. And it's it's all different. Everyone's got a different story of how they came. Right. But it's they're all amazing. And it's it, our God is truly surprising. He surprises a lot of people sure. when they least expect it and they're very comfortable in their secularism. Kablamo! Mm. He kind of sticks his face into their life and everything changes. Amen. Amen. So not the hardened, most hardened atheist or most hardened evolutionist or uh, hedonist or whatever it might be. Uh, uh, you know, a cursing, uh, vile, uh, ungodly person that uh, you think there's no hope. Uh, with Christ, there's uh, always hope. And uh, we ought to pray for those. And we encourage our listeners to pray for our universities because many of them are, as we describe our program, the Lion's Den University Report. We believe it's like a lion's den going on to many of the campuses and the position that you hold on creation uh, is especially uh, ridiculed and uh, denied and, uh, yeah. and not uh, given even a platform. Uh, and that's why when we tried to get Gish here, they, they wouldn't even debate him. They didn't want to give any credibility to an alternate view. And yet, as uh, we've had many other scientists on our program, some have mentioned, you know, that uh, most people see easily there's design in nature and design implies a designer. And uh, so that's what you're involved in sharing. And I believe uh, uh, you shared uh, last night uh, with a group of international students here at Penn State. And we're going to continue our, our program on our next edition. And we'll talk more about this uh, subject of what Darwin didn't know. Uh, my guest uh, for this edition of The Lion's Den has been Dr. Rob Carter with Creation Ministries International. You have been listening to The Lion's Den University Reports. If you would like more information about the Christian life or would like to contact The Lion's Den or one of the guests, please write us at The Lion's Den, Post Office Box 226, Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania, 17844, or email ltcldur at yahoo.com.